Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Samuel chapter 16 When David had gone a short distance beyond the summit, there was Ziba, the steward of Mephibosheth, waiting to meet him. He had a string of donkeys saddled and loaded with 200 loaves of bread, a hundred cakes of raisins, a hundred cakes of figs, and a skin of wine. The king asked Ziba, Why have you brought these? Ziba answered, The donkeys are for the king's household to ride on. The bread and fruit are for the men to eat, and the wine is to refresh those who become exhausted in the wilderness. The king then asked, Where is your master's grandson? Ziba said to him, He is staying in Jerusalem because he thinks... Today the Israelites will restore to me my grandfather's kingdom. Then the king said to Ziba, All that belonged to Mephibosheth is now yours. I humbly bow, Ziba said. May I find favor in your eyes, my lord the king. As King David approached Baharim, a man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shemai, son of Gera. And he cursed as he came out. He pelted David and all the king's officials with stones. Though all the troops and special guard were on David's left and on his right. As he cursed, Shimei said, Get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a murderer. Then Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and cut off his head. But the king said, What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? If he is cursing because the Lord said to him, Curse David, who can ask, Why do you do this? David then said to Abishai and all of his officials, My son, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. How much more then this Benjamite? Leave him alone, let him curse, for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will look upon my misery and restore me to his covenant blessing instead of his curse today. So David and his men continued along the road while Shemai, was going along on the hillside opposite them, cursing as he went, and throwing stones at him and showering him with dirt. The king and all of the people with him arrived at their destination exhausted, but there he refreshed himself. Meanwhile, Absalom and all the men of Israel came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel was with him. Then Hushai the archite, David's confidant, went to Absalom and said to him, Long live the king! Long live the king! Absalom said to Hushai, So this is the love you show your friend. If he's your friend, why didn't you go with him? Hushai said to Absalom, No, the one chosen by the Lord, by these people, and by all the men of Israel. His I will be, and I will remain with him. Furthermore, whom should I serve? Should I not serve the son, just as I served your father? So I will serve you. Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give us your advice. What should we do? Ahithophel answered, 
Sleep with your father's concubines, whom he left to take care of the palace. Then all Israel will hear that you have made yourself obnoxious to your father, and the hands of everyone with you will be more resolute. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof, and he slept with his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now in those days, the advice Ahithophel gave was like that of one who inquires of God. That was how both David and Absalom regarded all of Ahithophel's advice. And so David um, leaves Jerusalem. And as he's leaving Jerusalem, this Ziba, who was a servant of Saul's and had become the servant of Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, approaches David with a bunch of donkeys and uh, loaves of bread and cakes of raisins and figs and wine. And so David says, what are you doing here, Ziba? What's going on? And um, uh, Ziba said, well, we wanted to bring out this stuff to you to refresh you and your, your men. And the king said, well, where's Mephibosheth? And Ziba said, he's staying in Jerusalem because he thinks today the Israelites will restore to me my grandfather's kingdom. And so this is a pretty heavy-duty accusation. Now, interestingly, later, um, not this chapter, not the next chapter, but soon, Mephibosheth is going to come to David and say, I didn't ever rebel against you. I never wanted to be left in Jerusalem. This was all a lie. But there's some truth in it, apparently, because here in this chapter we're reading currently, the king says to Ziba, all that belonged to Mephibosheth is now yours. Later, uh, because he heard two different stories, David's going to give half to Ziba and half to Mephibosheth. But I think David leans towards Ziba's story, that uh, the Ziba, the steward of Mephibosheth, was indeed a supporter, and Mephibosheth may have been looking for a better opportunity. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But continuing, as uh, David continued to walk and approached a certain city, there was a man named uh, Shimei of Gera, who was a descendant of Saul. He came out and he started cursing David and all of David's officials. And uh, he had some pretty pretty hard accusations about David being a murderer and so forth. And, um, and so Abishai, you know, who was the, one of David's mighty men and Joab's brother, says, let me go cut his head off. And David's response was interesting. He said, how do we know that God didn't tell this man to curse me? And so David was content to let him curse him. And he said, you know, maybe God will look on my misery and, and have favor toward me if I just leave this guy alone. So they just continued quite a distance with this guy throwing dirt at him, throwing rocks at him, you know, cursing the whole group of them. And David, with all of his mighty men and soldiers, the Bible says they were on his right hand and his left hand. In other words, they could have easily defended David against this guy. David refused to let them defend him because he thought, this may be the Lord punishing me. Back to Jerusalem. So the man Ahithophel, David's chief counselor, had switched sides. And as I told you in the last chapter, he was Bathsheba's grandfather and um, uh, was well aware of what had happened with his granddaughter. So my opinion is that he had um, looked for an opportunity to turn on David. But anyway, whatever the reason, he decided to side with Absalom and give him advice. So Absalom says, what's your advice? What should I do? And Hithopel answered, go and sleep with your father's concubines, who he left to take care of the palace. 
that all Israel will hear that you've made yourself obnoxious to your father, and everybody who's with you will become more resolute. And so Absalom acts on this. He goes up on the roof of David's palace in front of everybody, these these uh, ten concubines, and he has sex with them in the sight of all Israel. Now, I want to remind you that when David sinned with Bathsheba and killed her husband originally, the Lord spoke judgment over David. One of the judgments was from 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 11. The Lord said, out of your household, I'm going to bring calamity on you. The, the rebellion of Absalom is partial fulfillment of that. Before your very eyes, continuing 2 Samuel 12, verse 11, before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. Now, this is taking place right now with um, Absalom and David's concubines. So it was a horrible affront. Uh, it was a more than an insult. It was um, intended to demean David, to degrade David, and to to say to everybody who had sided with Absalom, there's no turning back. And so we end this chapter with this. But uh, I just want to speak a minute about the questions concerning Ziba, Saul's servant, and Mephibosheth, Jonathan's son. As I told you, they're going to come up with two different stories. But at this point, uh, Ziba is siding with David, and others have sided with David. So, Lord, we ask that we would be on your side. God, we live in a country in the United States of America where there are political parties and political candidates. We recognize, Lord, that you're not a a Republican, you're not a Democrat, you're not an Independent, you're the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and you have a kingdom that transcends this world. Lord, we want to be on your side. Uh, we find ourselves in need of certain human leaders, but nevertheless, we want your person. Guide us, Lord, in every endeavor to side with those that you choose, not those who look attractive necessarily like Absalom, not those who seem to say the right things, but those who stand for what you want to stand for, those who you're calling for in a given season. Give us wisdom and grace, Lord, to stand with the leaders you call for, no matter what it costs us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.